Welcome to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with Katherine Potter. Are you ready to deep dive into a better understanding of how your mind, body, and relationships to everything else in your world come together? For the next hour, we invite you to embark on a journey of discovery and connections. Now, here's your host, Katherine Potter. Hello, everyone. My name is Katherine Potter, and I'd like to welcome you to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. For those of you who are new to the show, each week we explore topics that support a holistic approach to life and the idea that everything and everyone is interconnected and in relationship. Today we are going to delve into an area that has fascinated ancient and current philosophers, mystics, seers, and the general population. At different points in our life, most people will ask the questions, are there other dimensions that exist beyond the physical realm? Is there a part of us that lives in both the unmanifest and manifest worlds? When we die from the physical world, do we still exist? And if there is more beyond what our five senses perceive, can people who have passed into other realms contact us? Today, my guest is author and medium Sharon Farber, and we are going to talk about mediumship and the possibility that there is a link between the manifest and the unmanifest realms. So Sharon, I'd like to welcome you. I'm pretty excited to talk to you and hear about your experiences. Um, And so let's get started. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. Yes. So, Sharon, I'd like to start with a little background. You're an artist, and plus you're a practitioner in the healing arts. So, tell me briefly, how did you get involved with mediumship? Well, I've been a massage therapist and healer for 31 years. Then about 10 years ago, someone randomly invited me to a mediumship group where a woman was giving readings to about 10 people in a home. And I said, sure, that sounds like fun with no preconceived expectations or excitement. And I went and it was amazing. I saw the healing power of mediumship. She connected with a close friend of mine and my firstborn dog. And I thought it was fascinating and wonderful. So I invited her to my massage center to give group readings once a month, which she came and did for about a year. I was the host, so I got to experience what she did and saw again and again how it was beautiful and healing. And then sometime after that, I decided, I wish I could do that. Maybe Hmm. I can. And started on the journey to develop my own mediumship abilities. Yeah, it's interesting how often those paths open up in just a seemingly not connected, curious way, right? And then they end up um, being a part of our lives. So for listeners who are not familiar with the term, can you tell us what a medium is? A medium is a person who connects with loved ones in spirit for other embodied people. My definition of mediumship is a lot more strict than some people's. So for me, it's 
recognizable, significant loved ones in spirit, connecting with people like that for other embodied people so that they can recognize them. I don't include things like spirit guide readings, angel connections, psychic readings, past life regressions, all those kind of things that people confuse with mediumship are in my opinion, not mediumship. So it's all about connecting with our family and friends in spirit and in a way that is strong enough and clear enough so that people know that we're really connecting with their loved ones. And so um, you actually said, uh, you just said something that, um, you know, you've got, you define medium in a certain way, and it's not necessarily intuitive readings or psychic readings. It's definitely saying this is a connection through um, uh, to people who've passed over. So I have a, a quick question for you. Um, along the way, and in, in, you know, we've had related we're in related fields and I've been also in, you know, for many, many years, I've heard of different types of mediums as in um, mediums who are not aware of the information coming through or mediums who are aware. So they're still conscious. They have their personality there. They're a, a medium for it, as opposed to a, somebody who doesn't like an Edgar Casey type of medium. So can you just clarify that a wee bit? I'm not sure what you mean by people who are conscious of it or not conscious. Do you so mean like, like a trance medium, a medium who goes into trance and is in a deeper altered state, they can connect with spirit people and not remember it afterwards? Yes, is that yes. okay, that's so what you So you're mean. talking about something different, correct? Um, there's overlap. I still consider that mediumship. What I do and what my book about is about is mental mediumship, where the medium is conscious, coherent, able to speak with living people as well as communicate with people on the other side, and they talk in the third person. I see your fa- I see a man here. He feels like a father, etc. I am dabbling in trance. I would like to develop trance mediumship personally. And in trance mediumship, you just go into a deeper state and you let the spirit person speak directly through you in the first person and it might affect your mannerisms and voice. But that is still can be evidential mediumship and not that different. It's just another type. Okay. Okay, so it's another type and um, similar skill level or just something that someone might start in one way and then it involves into a deeper type of trance? Like same type of training? I'm just curious. Yes, I am not an expert on trance mediumship. I've done some of it in classes at the college in England at Arthur Finley, but some people spontaneously develop an ability to do trance mediumship. So it's not necessarily that the kind I do, mental mediumship, comes first. And there is a lot of overlap. And part of the reason I want to do more trance mediumship, because doing trance mediumship is supposed to help your mental mediumship. But I'm not an expert on that. And I have not had anybody speak through me in trance, although I have seen it. Okay, interesting. So uh, it's something you're in the back of your mind thinking, maybe I'm going to go there. But at this point, you have, 
you know, a, a different way of working with it. Yes. So question, do you think, obviously from your book, it says choosing to be a medium. So um, I'm going to assume that you think uh, it can be learned, that mediumship can be learned. Yes, I believe that I have demonstrated that mediumship can be learned. When I decided that I wanted to do it, I think we need more mediums, that's fascinating, and I said, I want to do that. I was told by literally hundreds of people, at least then and since then, oh, I thought you had to be born that way. I didn't think it was something you could learn. And my answer at the time was, I guess we'll see because I hadn't spontaneously been perceiving spirit people like most of the mediums who are the mainstream mediums and well-known authors. They've been, most of them have been seeing spirit people since they were toddlers. I chose to consciously develop my mediumship. I read books, I took classes, I did a lot of practice. I did over a hundred free readings while I was starting my development and did everything I could possibly think of to enhance my abilities and I've succeeded. So my attitude is that if I can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you, when you were younger, you weren't somewhat inclined in that direction and then, you know, maybe just didn't notice it. Like, is there any of that in your family? Not that I know of. Mm -hmm. My mother might know who was calling on the phone, and I have intuition probably about the same as anybody else. I didn't have imaginary friends. I didn't see people and make it go away. There was nothing in my life to indicate that I had an ability to connect with people in spirit. I had one dream visitation before this while I was asleep, kind of a classic I was having an issue, a loved one came through, it was very strong and wonderful in a dream. That was it, until I consciously decided to pursue this. Interesting. Such a fascinating topic, right? So you um, not only have written a book, and we'll talk more about that later, it's called Choosing to Be a Medium, um, but you also teach workshops and classes on how to be a medium, right? So give give us a little bit of an example of what that would look like. So how do you teach someone to be a medium who maybe does not have that background? So it's Joe Blow coming in off the street and they're curious. Obviously there's an inclination there, but they're curious. So what would that what would that give us an example of what oh. yeah. A couple of steps, and we're going to go to break soon. But So give us one tantalizing bit before break, and then after break, we'll continue. How do you teach someone to be a medium? Okay, well, apparently this has become my niche, teaching brand new people. I, I, start, off, I start off telling them what needs to be done, and then we work on it step by step. The real quick outline is that one, you need to know that mediumship exists, so you should experience mediumship have seen a medium, know that it's really real. You need to learn how to quiet your mind enough so that you are able to perceive the more subtle perceptions from the spirit world. You need to be grounded, meaning you need to be present in the physical world and not totally scattered. You need to be able to raise your vibration, which I can explain later because that's important. Not, yes. Yeah, that's important. And mm-hmm. then you set an intention. 
because what we do is we learn how to initiate contact with spirit people. It's not just like you're walking through the grocery store and you see somebody's mother and then you go approach a stranger. It's a matter of inviting spirit people to come close, opening the door to connect with the spirit world and learning to close the door when you're done. So, and it's learning to do it all in a safe and healthy manner with boundaries. Yeah, okay. So that's such an important topic. Boundaries, boundaries about we don't just walk up in the grocery store and say to the clerk there, hey, your dead relative wants me to tell you something, healthy boundaries. And, you know, um, you know, you're talking about how to open and close those doors. Fascinating, fascinating topic. And we're going to go further into it. But we're going to take a break first. And when we come back, Sharon is going to continue to talk about um, how can mediumship be learned by somebody who just is fascinated by the topic, but not maybe don't doesn't come from a lineage of it or did not experience it um, and uh, uh, a sensitivity to it when they were a child. So stay tuned. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Sharon more about how to become a medium. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to CatherinePotter.ca. That's CatherinePotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit CatherinePotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit CatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Potter at shaw.ca. That's Potter at shaw.ca. Now back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, I'm talking to our guest today, who is a medium. Her name is Sharon Farber, and she's talking about the fascinating world of mediumship and her development, her own personal development in it, and how she teaches other people uh, how to be a medium. So, you know, when I think of mediumship, Sharon, I really think about, you know, a person during 
a period of time has a foot in two worlds. And so not always the easiest thing to learn, you know, um, you know, clarity and being grounded. And so tell us a little bit more before we went to break, you were talking about some things, you know, that you would go through with someone trying to learn to be a medium. And so give us um, some more techniques. What about that whole thing about how do you tap into the world you know, that realm, but also stay grounded and centered and clear within your own, you know, you still have to get up and go to work and, you know, the the, the mundane world, for lack of a better word. So how, how, how does that happen? How would you teach that? Well, there is a learning curve. You don't learn it all at once. Mm-hmm. I it's also important that people who choose to develop their mediumship are have healthy mental health. You want to have a connection to reality. And if you were schizophrenic or clinically depressed or some other health um, issue, it might not be, it's not the best to do mediumship because you are connecting with another world. You are going into an altered state. So it is important to be grounded in reality. I thought that was important to put out there. So I just want to squeeze, squeeze that in. You know that what? You should- I, I appreciate you saying that because so often people are in these fields. They don't always have the right type of training and they're not responsible in how they pass the information along and I think that is a really good um, piece of information that you just gave that yes people can learn to be a medium but not everybody should learn to be a medium it's kind of like those you know, shows you see on TV where they'll say, do not do this at home, (laughs) right? And so I think that's highly responsible, good for you. And I believe I saw that when I read your book. I believe you mentioned that in your book too. So good. Okay, so not everybody should. Okay, next step. Right. Now that I got that out of the way. Yes. So I was saying that people need to know that it happens. You need to... Quiet your mind, you're grounded. Raising your vibration is basically being uplifted. Spirit people apparently vibrate at a higher level than we do, and we're more physically embodied. So what we want to do is be happy. We want to be full of gratitude, love, connection, and that if somebody was depressed and miserable, it would be more difficult to raise their vibration enough to connect with spirit people. So I encourage people to overall be grounded, meaning present, connected to the earth, and functional and to be to do things that make them happy and raise their vibration make them lighter overall not just when you're trying to work with spirit people mm-hmm. so then can i pause on. you for one second sure. so even somebody who is in the field or learning it so would they be cautious if they're going through a period of you know diminished health mentally emotional or physical um, just to give it a little bit of rest until they can get stronger within their own self it depends on the level of distress okay. and okay. training if you're just you know we're up all night or had something going on and you're a little tired you'd plug into spirit and you go for it if okay. you're having and if you just had your close loved one pass and you're in crisis and you're very distraught it's not a good time okay excellent so continue so you're you're trying to up your own energy vibration right and then next step 
Well, you need somebody to work with. When I work with students, because I do one-on-one as well as classes and retreats, you learn the mechanics, like you learn, you can read or be told what needs to be done, and then you must have another person to work with, because the way you do mediumship is that you're connecting for somebody else's loved one in spirit, and the way you know you're succeeding is because you get information you could not possibly know any other way, and then the person you're reading for says, yes, I understand, I, I recognize this information, and then they have a, an, an emotional response. So that's the other thing. You need other people to read for. You need the validation. You can't just sit there and try to connect with your own spirit people because you won't know whether you're just thinking about them and picturing about picturing them. So the having people to practice with is crucial. So there are classes, there are mediumship development circles where people sit together. And I've been leading one for seven years where we sit physically together and it's 90 minutes once a week. And we go there and we connect with spirit people for each other to develop. And I'm now doing that online through Zoom sessions because You can't just read a book and try to do it. And if people try to work with their closest friends and relatives, it doesn't work as well because you probably know too much about their loved ones in spirit, especially if it's family. So there's a bit of a bias is what you're saying, better to work with fellow students and strangers. and, And would it be fair to say that the information coming through may not make sense to you, but when you give it to the other person, it may make sense to them. Yes. And also one of the things I need to teach and they need to learn is how to perceive information from the spirit world. And so a little bit more. Tell me what you yet. mean by that. Yeah. Well, many people have heard of the clairs, like clairvoyance is when you psychically see things. That's where you get the saying, I see dead people. Yep. So they're are ways the ways you can perceive spirit people are you can psychically see them you can hear things you can know things you can feel things and sometimes people taste and smell things from the spirit world and for example just the clairvoyance that's seeing i see with my eyes open but the images that i'm seeing are in my head so i can look at my the person receiving the reading is called a sitter. So I can look at my sitter, but kind of gaze maybe above and to the left of them and see people in my inner mind, and then I'll describe them to me. So that's clairvoyance. Personally, what what happens next for me is I'll just know things. Oh, this person is really happy. They get along well with people. They they lived to about 45 and then something quick happened and there was a sudden death. So that's a knowing. I see and then I know. Some people feel. They might feel pain in their left arm and know that the person had a heart attack. They might feel the sadness. They might feel nausea or disorientation from someone who had chemo or had Alzheimer's. So then you can sense things physically and emotionally, and you can know, and you can, some people will hear things. So those are examples of how you connect with the spirit people. Interesting. And so it's not necessarily coming, like any kind of intuitive art, it's not necessarily coming in, you know, this is your anti- 
whomever, and her name was this, and it'll come in different ways depending on the person receiving the information, their type of uh, receiver. You know, I, it, that's, what I've, that's what I'm hearing. They might be getting pictures. They might be getting feelings. They might be getting physical sensations. They might hear it. And so it's, uh, it, it's not necessarily in a, um, you know, like reading a book. It comes in different ways. Correct. Yes. Ah, yes. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> and so uh, before we go any further in this, this is obviously um, requires some training. I'm hearing you say that and some practice. It's not about reading a book, but, you know, practicing it and practicing it with other people and becoming more skilled. And it probably takes a bit of time. Correct. I, f- I feel that it takes time. Even the people who spontaneously speak Uh, connect with spirit. I work with quite a number of people who see spirit people, experience them, but they don't have the control. They'll see them in their bedroom, out in public, and they can't decide when to see it or when not to see it. So part of what I do in training, helping mediums learn and practice, is to take decide when you're going to be open for communication with spirit, when you're not, and boundaries. I've had people with, you know, oh, my head really hurts, oh, my head, and I have to tell them, okay, tell the spirit person to back off. Tell them that that's enough. So it's practice, even for people who have spontaneous abilities, as well as the people who are brand new and just excited about learning, yes, practice giving readings, getting feedback in a safe, supportive environment is very important. And so I'm hearing again something I think really responsible. So you're talking about whether somebody is naturally born highly receptive in that way or somebody is learning the skill that it's not just about getting the information, but they need to know how to shut it off and turn it on or or take be in charge and say, okay, hey, that's too much and I'm getting a headache or sick or whatever. So the boundaries you're talking about obviously are, you know, on different levels. Is that correct? Am I hearing that? Yes. And there is also the ethics of mediumship that people might need to know about. First of all, do no harm. Mediums are taught generally give what you get, even if you don't understand it, Tell the person what you see or feel or know, but it's not always like that. You don't share things that might frighten someone, that might be unkind, and there are certain types of things you might know that would be inappropriate. If you're reading for a group of people or even more than one, you might want to refrain from talking about unborn children, bringing up that somebody died of an overdose, took their own lives. There's sensitivity involved with doing this work uh, in a way that is loving, supportive, and healing that people need to be aware of. So... um really important obviously and so uh and you know what I hear when I'm listening to you is somebody who has been in a related field and understands healthy boundaries and that just because you have a piece of information it doesn't necessarily always mean it's appropriate to pass that information along correct That's correct. If somebody passed from suicide, that's a great piece of information, but you don't need to go into the blood and gore. 
You don't need to go into the blood and gore. So you're not turning this into a sensationalistic, you know, dramatic. It's just like a skill. It's an art. There's a skill to it. There's an art to it. There's a sensitivity to it. There is a training for it. So, Sharon, we're going to head to break. And when we come back, I'd like you to share more of these things. Because what I like about what you're saying is you approach this in a really pragmatic ethical, responsible way. And maybe we don't hear enough about that. We hear way more about all the dramatic. And so when we come back, Sharon's going to give us some more information about the fascinating field of mediumship. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to catherinepotter.ca. That's catherinepotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit catherinepotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit catherinepotter.ca and stay in touch today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Potter at shaw.ca. That's Potter at shaw.ca. Now back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm talking to Sharon Farber, who is a medium and author of a book, Choosing to Be a Medium. And Sharon, I'd like to ask you um, a little bit more. You've been giving really good, uh, yeah, you've been giving good insight into, you know, what a person can expect if they're learning to become a medium. So, what would be the purpose of this? So if, if, if I'm coming to see you, um, typically, what would be the purpose of either uh, wanting to contact somebody who has um, died? Mediumship helps people because it alleviates fear of death. Because some people think that when they die, there's just, they're just gone and that makes them afraid so that they learn that when they physically pass, 
there's another world for them. There's a spirit world with friends and family and healing and life. It's just different. People come to mediums are often in grief. They might want closure. They're distraught about their loved one in spirit. And they find out that their spirit person is fine, they're healthy, and that they're aware of them. They send love. And being able to connect with them is a beautiful thing. It's connecting people with love. The spirit person and the embodied person are connected in love. And what many people aren't aware of is that mediumship is also healing for the person in the spirit world. People come through in mediums not because we summon them, but because they want to. They want to connect with the people they've left behind, often at least or more as uh, as much as the people want to connect with their loved ones in spirit. So it's a closure, it's a healing, it's a communication out of love that benefits both sides. Okay, so that's interesting. People, I think, typically would be thinking that if they're going to a, a medium, it's because there is something, you know, that they either want to know that people who've passed over are okay, or but they probably are not thinking about the other side, that there is a reason why this relative friend, you know, uh, wants to um, connect with you. And so let's go a little bit a little bit more into that because I think it gets murky for people when they think, okay, so that other side, you know, what does that look like? It's not like everybody who died is hanging around waiting to talk to um, relatives or friends or just give general information. Is that fair to say? That is hard to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm not an expert on what exactly is going on there. What I know is that everybody goes to the spirit world. I know there's no sickness. There's no ego. They come through with their personalities and issues they had in life so that the people left behind can recognize them. But, and often they're available. If there's a connection in life, they're often available to come back. And it doesn't mean they're just hanging around waiting to be connected with. There's something else I just want to pop in because it's important, even though you haven't asked about it, is about suicides. Some people believe, many people believe that people who take their own lives go to uh, a hell, they mm-hmm. get, or they get spit back into this world, or they're tormented. And I know from experience and from being taught that people who take their own lives go to a healing spirit world. But whenever I tell people about that in the book, in a video, in an interview, yes, people who take their lives go to a healing spirit world, but that doesn't mean that I or anybody associated with mediums are advocating and suggesting that that's a good thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. It's never the right thing to do. And we encourage people to get the help they need so they don't do that. But for the people who are left behind when somebody has taken their own life, they often have guilt and trauma and the people who No closure, right? Right. It's different than if we know somebody is going to pass. Right. Um, There's time, you know, there's closure. So I'm, I'm hearing you say there's all these unspoken conversations. Right. And we hear more personally. I hear a larger proportion of be connected with more people who've taken their own lives 
proportionally than people who've died in otherwise other ways because the people who've been left behind need the healing and the closure more than somebody who say died of a heart attack at the age of 85 so i just wanted to get that in there that's interesting and um you touch on it in your book i do okay okay and so again back to healing for the person coming and uh healing for the person who has has died right yes. it's it then becomes a, a healing experience a closure and you know i appreciate where you say who knows nobody can say for sure exactly how it all unfolds on the other side right and mm-hmm. it, it's it's that simple okay so um i do have a, a question um because I think probably people will want to know this very, very briefly. What's the difference between a ghost and a spirit? Okay. Just very briefly. I don't want to take up a lot of time with it because you're, you know, okay. you're sharing some interesting information. I don't believe in ghosts. Personally, okay. I'm a medium. I don't believe in ghosts. The difference is semantics. A spirit person is on the other side. They're in a healing spirit world. They're with friends and family. They have guidance and they're evolving spiritually. They may or may not come through with a medium to connect with people here. The a ghost is the idea that somebody gets stuck, that there's somebody or an animal that doesn't go all the way to the spirit world for some reason, and they're stuck in between and trapped, and maybe somebody needs to help them get to the light, a whole concept that I don't personally believe in, because as far as I know, and I've been taught and experienced, everybody goes to the spirit world. So I think ghosts is pretty much Hollywood, or people will refer to a spirit person they'll sense a spirit and they'll think oh there's a ghost because they don't realize that somebody can be healthily planted in the spirit world and still be make their presence known here on the planet does that answer your question it it answers my question it's an interesting perspective i know people will have different perspectives but what i'm hearing you say is that um you don't think people get trapped even if they have you know um you know, in an ideal world, we will treat our death experience as also, you know, an, a significant event and, you know, clean house, so to speak, and, you know, die as peacefully as possible. So that's in an ideal world. We're not taught those sorts of things. But what I'm hearing you say is even if there has been a messy or a traumatic death, um, that from your perspective, you're saying you don't think people get trapped they're not waiting to be released they automatically go to the um you know to the astral realm to the spirit world whatever your language would be for it and and so you think often people when they're talking about ghosts are actually talking about um spiritual energy is that correct did i hear you say that correctly everything's correct the people who talk about ghosts sometimes uh might refer to a spirit and call them a ghost. But of course, there are thousands of people who believe in ghosts and ghost busting. And I'm not going to argue with them or try to prove anything. These are just my beliefs. It's a different perspective, right? And that's the the nice thing about diversity. There's different perspectives, somebody from different cultures or different 
spiritual backgrounds. You know, I, I find often people are saying similar things, but a little bit of a twist on it. And then it gets somebody thinking about it in a different way. And so I appreciate that you're saying from your perspective, this is how you see things. So I think yes. that's, that's great. So what would be your advice uh, to anybody who wants to develop their mediumship abilities? Do you have I some would- advice for them? Sure. They can do what I did, which was read a lot of books. I've researched books and started with books. And then I looked for workshops and classes and I wasn't happy with what I found. So that is why I wrote my book. And the full title is Choosing to be a Medium, Experience and Share the Healing Wonder of the Spirit World. So, of course, I would encourage people to read my book. It has 67 exercises. It's step by step. There are other good books. There are circles. There are spiritual spiritualist churches where you can go experience mediumship in a, in a spiritual environment. There are circles. There are classes, retreats. And find like-minded people, people to practice with, learn, and start doing it. Very recently, I started the one-on-one mentorship programs. And in the past three weeks, I've had brand new people who had never done mediumship, who had one to two hour sessions and a circle, and they are connecting with spirit. No promise that everybody's going to be able to do that, but I've seen people go from no connection to successful, validated connections quicker than they thought it would be possible. Okay, interesting. And so, yes, you're, I'm hearing you say get educated, read books. We're going to talk a little bit more about your book and um, and other books and do all of these things. But I think what you said earlier is to also don't try and do it all on your own. Hook up with skilled teachers and then people who want to practice it and practice with each other. Is that fair to say? So you might do some of your education on your own through reading or courses, but to make sure you're hooking up with people. Is that correct? Yeah. Community would be helpful. What Mm -hmm. I did was put myself in my own program and I did 118 free readings on people I didn't know. It would have been a lot better if I had a mentor hooking me up with people who were interested and supporting me and answering my questions. What I'm doing is providing what I didn't have to make other people's journeys easier. But yes, you want a teacher, if at all possible, you want a community, you need practice, and it's a beautiful experience. Yes. And so often I hear that from people who have, you know, gone into fields that have been there, let's face it, for centuries, but are pioneering and doing it in a bit of a different way that they had to, you know, kick open the door, do a little bit of their own thing, didn't necessarily have the mentors in place, but often they become a really good mentor for other people. You know, they you learned it by skinning your knees, so to speak. And and, and I, I appreciate hearing that you did like a lot of sessions for people for free as you were practicing. Is that correct? Yes. And then the one thing is that I'm making it accessible to people who weren't necessarily exhibiting mediumship spontaneously by themselves. I mean, Other people, oh, not everybody can do it. If you're not born that way, maybe you'll do it a little bit. What I want to do is make it available to people like me. It's like, wow, that's really amazing. I want to do that. And I'm telling them that they can. 
because very few people are telling them that they can. Excellent. So you know what, Sharon, we're going to go to break. Everybody stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Sharon's book and how you can go about getting it, um, choosing to be a medium. So stay tuned and we'll talk more with Sharon Farber. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to CatherinePotter.ca. That's CatherinePotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit CatherinePotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit CatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Potter at shaw.ca. That's Potter at shaw.ca. Now back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Katherine Potter. I'm talking to Sharon Farber about the fascinating field of mediumship. And she has written a book called Choosing to be a Medium, Experience and Explore the Healing Wonder of Spirit Communication. And Sharon, um, just I, I'd like to just very briefly tell people um, that they can get their, that on your website or pretty much anywhere where books are sold. Is that correct? Yes, if they want a signed copy, they can go to my website, SharonFarber.net, but otherwise, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores, anywhere you can get a book, you should be able to get it. And it's also audio, too. Is that correct, or do I have that wrong? No, there's an an audio book put out by Blackstone Audio, and it's on Kindle. It's any way you want to read it, you can read it. And there's also a companion journal that I put out. Yes, so... so, um, all we'll go to the companion journal in a second, but you okay. have also um, all the information that we talked about on the show that you shared on the show is in your book, is it not? And way, way more, including many, many exercises for people to do. Is that correct? That is correct. I just touched on a little bit. It's all in the book with a lot more. Yeah, it was a good book. I, I read it before I interviewed you. So uh, a little bit. What about tell us about this companion book? What is that? 
when I started my development, I would I did my 118 free readings. I tried to connect with spirit guides. I tried to meditate, and I wrote notes on little scraps of paper in notebooks on the computer, and it was all over the place. The companion journal gives you a place to track your development, kind of like when you're on a diet. If you write things down, it keeps you on track. So the book, it has prompts. It discuss, discusses your hopes and fear, fears. It has a place to log 50 readings. You can log meditations and you can see your development. You can see where you're improving, what you're doing and what needs to be done. And is your companion book also um, published by Llewellyn and and people can get it in the same way? Not as easily. I I self-published the companion journal. It's not from Llewellyn. It's on Amazon, but I know somebody in Somebody in Canada was unable to purchase it directly, so she came through me. So other than Amazon, it's less accessible than the regular book. Okay, that's that's good to know. And, you know, before we um, finish the show today, I'll give you contact information. But you're not just, uh, you're, beyond being an author, you also teach workshops and are available for teaching workshops Uh, not just in the States, but in Canada, different places. Is that correct? Yes. I have. So where, yes. (laughs) So on your website, are those locations listed? How can people find out about where you're going to be and, you know, what city, what country you're going to be in? It's all on my website, SharonFarber.net. Okay. Okay. So, Everybody, mark that one down, SharonFarber.net. And then the information about your book is on there. And then people can also email you. Is that correct, Sharon? Yes, Sharon at SharonFarber.net. Okay, and Sharon is S-H-A-R-O-N and then Farber, F-A-R-B-E-R. And so um, is there, so let's say, you know, for whatever reason, People are not going to be able to connect with you. Is there any organization or, you know, somebody's living in some place? Is there an organization or a, um, a direction you can say, well, try this if you want to find, you know, you mentioned the spiritualist church. So is there any information you can give for people who are not going to at this point be able to, like they can all read your book, but not maybe be able to come to you for a workshop? Uh, Any organization you'd recommend? I don't have a specific organization to recommend. And the spiritualist churches are throughout the world and some, but they're not all created equal. I've gone to amazing spiritualist churches with beautiful mediumship. And I've been to one where It wasn't like that. And it's the same with teachers. People can search for the appropriate teachers that they're drawn to all over. And some are going to be great teachers and have reasonable prices. And some won't be a right match. And some teachers say that you can only study with one person instead of others. And I would consider that a red flag. So I wish I could be more helpful, but it's a hit or miss. Use your intuition to find the teacher, the organization, the church that meets your own needs and styles. And not everybody's the right medium or teacher for every student. 
Okay, and I like that you mentioned a red flag. And so you're saying from your perspective, if somebody is saying, you know, I am the only person, I am the only teacher, um, you should only study with one teacher, you're saying that's a red flag. Any other red flags? So like you said, you can't think of one organization. I mentioned the Spirituals Church, and you're saying they can, you know, it could be amazing or not. But any red flags for people, you know, who this is just a new discovery any other red flags just the general when you're looking for a mentor a teacher they shouldn't bully they shouldn't tell you it's their way is the only way to do it and everybody's different so if nothing other than like the overt automatic red flags that I hope people would already be aware of like people a medium at a teacher shouldn't tell you what to do or to have you do things that aren't right or anything that just doesn't feel right resonate with you. I hope oh, that's helpful. So good advice, period. No matter anybody right. who is an authority figure, whether it be a teacher in whatever field, they need to say be discerning, you know, question even the information coming from them, you know, have faith, but not blind faith. I mean, you're talking about some just really good basic, don't give your power and authority over to somebody else just because they are saying they're an authority figure. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, but there are lovely teachers who are in this because they're spiritual, they want to share, they want to teach, and they're good people. So there are hundreds of lovely teachers to find out there. You just have to find the one that resonates with you. Yes, probably. Yeah, I really good advice, really good advice. And so again, um, you know, I'd like to mention the name of your book. I thought it was pretty grounded in a field that often is not. And it is called uh, Choosing to Be a Medium, Experience and Share the Healing Wonder of Spirit Communication. And it is uh, Llewellyn is the publisher. And you said you can find it everywhere. So we've got just a minute. Any last minute things you'd like to say, Sharon? It's a beautiful, healing, emotional field that I'm passionate about. And I've seen my students brighten up and get that light on when they get their first connection. And if you don't think you can do it, maybe you can. Just give yourself that possibility. Well, thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your wisdom, your insights about this. I really appreciate you being on the show. And so, thank you you so much for having me. Oh, thanks, Sharon. So, next week, uh, tune back in because I'm going to be talking uh, to singer and voice therapist Anna Beaumont. She's going to share a simple technique to work with vowel sounds and to use them as a way to open and shape your body. So, that's going to be fascinating. If you want to contact me, you've got all my information Catherine Potter at Shaw.ca or my website, CatherinePotter.ca. So, enjoy the rest of your week. Remember to be discerning, be open-minded, be holistic in your thinking and your actions. Support inclusivity and um, kindness and all the delicious things that being holistic in our mind opens us up to. Have a brilliant week and tune in next week.
you for listening this week. Please join your host, Catherine Potter, for another edition of You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind, next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.